Hello and welcome to Career and Leadership Coaching Conversations with TNT, a podcast created to develop your leadership skills and uplevel your career. Today's podcast is brought to you by Vida Coaching, helping you to discover your true potential and supporting you to find the career you love. We really hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello everybody, it's fabulous to be here and me and Tanya are so excited today. We have a fantastic guest. We have Becky from The Sand Project joining us today. Welcome Becky. Oh, it's very nice to be here, thank you. Yes, hi Becky, it's really great to have you here today. Really excited to talk to you and find out a bit more about The Sand Project. So with no further ado, could you tell us a little bit more about Sand and you know who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So The Sand Project is based in Worthing um, and was set up by our MD, Kate Wilson, specifically to ensure that all young people um, have the right kind of opportunities to go out into the world of work. Um, so we are um, a training college, we are a cafe, um, all of our young people follow the pathway that works for them, so whatever their potential career route is, we learn about that and we support that. Uh, we recently in Worthing, for the, for the listeners who know Worthing, we recently took over um, at One Thorn Road, which used to be called the Brunswick and Thorn in Worthing, or just off the seafront. So we have our new venue here with a big cafe and a training centre all in one building, which is fantastic. Um, and actually, our launch event is uh, this evening, which is Monday, the 8th of November. And uh, then the cafe opens to the public as a as a as an open cafe. So with a very lovely menu as well. And is everyone super excited? I bet the, the place is buzzing today, isn't it? Absolutely. Our trainees don't come in on a Monday, um, uh, but they've been working the absolute socks off getting things ready. So they've been cooking up a storm in the kitchen. We've been creating um, back, you know, sort of goodie bags to give away to all the visitors who come today. Um, they were involved in all of the marketing. So get, getting the word out about Sand Bay, which is our cafe. Um, so yeah, they're, they're involved. Our trainees were involved in everything that we do, all the development, including the practical things like building a wall between our college and our cafe, which was done with you know by our carpenter but working with our trainee kelvin who is training to go into carpentry that sounds amazing becky and you support your trainees in such an individual way and and i love how you do that can you tell us how you how you support your trainees and what they get from when from you as a as a learning provider training provider Absolutely. So what I love about the SAM project is it is very much individual led. So it's led by our trainees. Um, when they come to us, they don't have to choose a course. So if they went to a traditional college, they would choose a specific course, potentially with a qualification at the end um, that led them into down a particular path. When they come to us, we get to know them as each individual trainee and what floats their boat, what excites them, what, what, what they're passionate about and how we can use the skills that they have, their natural skills that we can then enhance and support to get them on a pathway into the world of work. That might be employment, but it also might be self-employment. Quite a lot of our trainees are learning about being entrepreneurs, about 
creating their own enterprises and businesses that they can go out with and they can make their own money and have their own you know, independence with. Um, and the main way that we do that, I would say, is through the engagement with business. So we have created a sound mentor community. So it's a community of people from the world of work in all sorts of different jobs at any level in their industry that come and support our trainees through providing, um, might be very specific support around that industry or around the skills that that mentor has. It might be more general, you know, just giving our trainees the chance to ask questions about different jobs. Because um, what often happens in education and naturally it happens is young people know about the jobs that their parents do and maybe some of the friends of their parents they know a little bit about what their teachers do but they're not exposed to the kinds of jobs that they just don't naturally come across so one of the biggest things that I do with the trainees is I just get them to meet lots of different people and ask them questions because you never know what's gonna what's gonna grab you you might you know it's, I'm sure it's happened to so many people that are listening to this podcast you might talk to someone in an industry and you think oh I didn't even know that was a job and that sounds like I would really enjoy that. So exposing them to that first of all is really helpful and then starting to find out, right, where do we go with this young person and get them down that path. And my job is to get them out to work. We don't want them to leave the SAM project unemployed. We want them to leave in a job or running their own business. That's so interesting because, yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I, I'm a career coach and I do a lot of that with people as well. When I'm working with individuals, I say, you know, it, it, you need to talk to people, talk to people in different jobs and find out a bit more about what they involve because you, you don't know what you don't know. And, and there's thousands of jobs out there. We can't possibly know each and every job. So it's so important for, for people to go and talk to others and find out what they can so that's really really yeah, great I love yeah. the way that I mean me and Becky have had quite a few conversations haven't we Becky and I love the way how you 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 take these individuals and you really help them and support them and kind of it goes beyond the CV and I've mm. got you know that that whole the black and white CV it goes beyond that and it really embraces each individual for their huge amount of strengths and potential and possibilities rather than what it looks like on paper and that's quite a challenge isn't it Becky kind of with integrating into businesses and into HR departments who are very much we want to see the CV how do you get around that well I think we're really fortunate that because of our mental community and because um, the reason I've come into the SAM project is it's it's all about me engaging with the world of work. And I'm really fortunate that I've got quite a good network. I've worked in recruitment. I worked in recruitment for 10 years. I've worked in many different sales jobs. Um, I've worked in the world of education and enterprise. So I've always felt that networking is really, really important. And I've been networking probably for about 35 years, um, you know, obviously before the days of LinkedIn and before the days of Zoom. So um, that networking has, has allowed me to keep talking to people about what we do and getting them to think differently. I do think employers are getting more open minded 
because, partly because there's such a skills shortage. I mean, I talk to any recruitment organization and they are really, really struggling to find people, um, even, even people that they can, and they're happy to pay. So they'll pay for their training. And interestingly, the Adrian Worthing councils um, through Adrian Worthing Business Partnership that I sit on as, as a board director um, have released some money specifically to support people who want to retrain. Um, so there is there are funds out there and there are opportunities out there. It's just about the employers having the confidence to you know, open up to that and people understanding that they can change career or they can learn something different. And that's why it's so great here, because we don't have any boundaries there, you know, if that young person would like to do it and try it, we go for it and we see what happens. So exciting. So exciting. And I know that you, you know, you've helped quite a few people on on the autistic spectrum for example trying to you know get into um the world of work and i've worked with some people recently who um also you know were on the autistic spectrum and i i wanted to ask you a bit more about um about that and how you know the how it impacts these people finding a job how the, those individuals how difficult is it for them to to get that perfect job i think it's about perception um and when i work with any of our trainees um what i'm doing is working out you know where are your strengths where are you going to really shine irrespective of any challenges that you feel you have um, and I think I do think disability comes from the outside rather than mostly more than the inside you know it's you're disabled by the world around you um, and actually I think autism is a bit of a super hero strength um, and when I talk to some of our trainees uh, and the way that they uh, perceive the world and their you know their their, their focus and the different things that they can bring mm. it's extraordinary and I think I think for me my job has to be about going out there to employers and getting that message out there but through mm. our trainees as well so the more it the more we network the more um, our trainees start to network and we're doing a lot of that as well we're training them so they can go out and talk to people the more an employer or someone anybody will meet more people who are autistic and actually have a conversation with them and start to recognize wow you know everybody brings a different value and a different ability to the job um, so I think we try not to sort of label um, mm. and just really work out, you know, for every single person, where's their place. And I think all of us, whether we're neurotypical or we're neurodiverse, we all have a place um, and we all have a tribe. I always think we all have a tribe. We all have a tribe that we find and we go, oh, this is where I belong. Um, and that's what I love about here. For me, in my job, I found my tribe. Uh, at 53 years old um, and, and I love it and, and that's yeah. what I want for every single young person irrespective of any challenges that they mm. feel they may have or that they've been diagnosed with just to find their tribe and find their passion oh that's so amazing that you found your passion um, that makes my heart sing because that's what I want everyone to be able to do um, yeah. and you know it's taken you a little bit longer than some people um, but there's a lot of people that never find that and it makes me sad to think that. So the fact that you're then, you know, making sure that other people who are uh, just starting out can, can actually find that job so that they don't have to go through 20, 30 years of mm. kind of 
liking your job, you know, you, in, but maybe not loving the job or not having quite found, found the right tribe, as you say, yet. Um, so it's, it's great. It's great to hear. I think so. And, and Becky, I've got a question for you because I absolutely love, I love the way that you talk about how, you know, it's, it's the, I'm going to rephrase that because I don't love the way, I love the way that you, you phrase it kind of, it's, it's the outside problem rather than the kind of yeah, how, like how yeah. feeling. And I suppose my question to you is, what's your advice for anybody listening to this who maybe has had 10, 15, 20 years of trying to find their place in the workplace, hasn't been fortunate enough to have an amazing place to go and they haven't found that tribe, they haven't got the sound project, they and they, they've been struggling kind of throughout their career thus far because of the outside world's perception of them or the outside world, you know, this is what you you should be, this is who you should be, this is how you should behave and act and be and, and all of that. What should advice those people that are really struggling to find that right place for them? That's, yeah, that's a really difficult question to answer because obviously everybody um, will deal with that in different ways. I do think that we've become much more over the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, we've become much more open to discussing things around mental health or anything that people feel is a challenge that might be blocking them from where they want to go. It's getting better. We're not, we're nowhere near there yet. One of the things I would suggest is follow people who are advocates, read about people who are advocates. There are some incredible people just in Worthing um, who are, you know, Joe James is, would be a really good example of, of the, the autistic photographer. He writes the most fantastic stuff about how to, um, you know, how to, how to find your passion and how to engage with other people. And he helps neurotypical people like me better understand how he views the world. And I think we need to read more of this stuff. There's some, a lot of books out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. If you're on Facebook, on Instagram, if you use LinkedIn, start following advocates, people who talk about neurodiversity and how, how amazing it can be and, and how it can actually lead you to, your, to, the, to, to what you want to do. Um, and don't be afraid to tell people, to talk to people honestly about yourself. Um, I see an awful lot of um, autistic adults who have learned to kind of mask and hide who they really are because society maybe doesn't quite feel comfortable with that. And that's, that's what we need to change. Um, and, it, you know, I haven't got the answer. I wish I had. I don't know anyone who's got the whole answer, but I think it is just about we've got to keep talking about it. We've got to keep um, reading about it. And if we talk to someone who doesn't understand autism, uh, help them learn, you know, you know, help, help educate them. And that's what I feel I do when I network is whoever I'm talking to, I feel like I may hope, I hope that I'm helping them maybe think a little bit more broadly. Um, and as more of our trainees start networking, which is my plan, they'll start doing that because actually it's all very well me saying it, but I'm neurotypical. Mm -hmm. Actually, for somebody who is neurodiverse to actually be able to say, look, this is how I see the world. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. We need those people to advocate for themselves and feel confident in doing that. Right. Yeah, that's, such, that's such good advice. And, you know, I, I I'm sure you've you've come across business owners who 
tend to shy away from it because they don't understand. They don't understand what having the, just the amazing diversity and strengths and everything that, that all of the individuals that work with you can bring to their workplace. And it's almost easier, isn't it, sometimes for, for business to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to go down the, a, a different route and not go down this route. And I think kind of those, that suggestion from you that, that following those advocates and, and finding the books actually is not only great for, for the individual, but also for the business owners, because you can really up-level your business to amazing places if you think outside the box and don't mm. just look at that, that CV and try something different. And that's, I, you, I'm, we are definitely starting to see that, I think. There are some really innovative businesses and entrepreneurs out there, and they are the ones that take risks. They are the ones that do things differently. And actually, we do need to step outside our comfort zone. Um, and, you know, it's not always going to work. But actually, does every every recruit, I mean, as I said, I spent 10 years well, exactly. in recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> does every recruitment decision work? Absolutely not. Um, so, you know, it is just about being more open to it. And I understand the fear. I completely understand the fear. I've run three small businesses myself. I totally get that kind of all, oh, you know, it would just be easier to do this. But actually, in the long term, is it easier? It might be easier in the short term, but actually, if you just take that slightly more complicated step in the in the first instance, you might transform your workforce and the skills within your business. And that's, yeah, that's great to hear, actually, because I'm, I'm always talking to businesses about, I, I do disc personality profiling, and I'm always talking to businesses about how it's very easy to recruit a team that's like you it's so much easier to kind of like manage people if they all think like you and communicate like you and and but that doesn't make a great team because a great team has lots of people with different ideas and different ways of working so that you know you're being challenged all the time and someone can say oh but I think we should do it like that and that might be a much better way of doing it than what you were thinking of doing originally or it might contribute to a great idea coming through so I think the easy route and we're you know that this is just talking about the team makeup um is like oh we'll just I'll just recruit everyone like me and then we're going to have a lovely sort of calm quiet sort of environment but that's not that's not the route where you the great stuff happens and I think that can be applied to you know neurodiversity as well and the fact that as you said I love that you said that you know you think it's like a superpower um because like I think neurodiversity some some people um just they have such a different way of looking at the world some some individuals which which can bring so much to a company I feel mm. well we wouldn't have you know a, a, some of the most incredible inventions in the world would not exist some of the most incredible compositions of music and art wouldn't mm. exist you know Turing you know shortened the war and saved people's lives we, you know that it, there's so there's so much of that that we if we recognize that but I, I totally agree with you Tanya when when I did, became a manager for the first time in recruitment and I was young I was about 26 I didn't know what I was doing and I did exactly what you said I recruited people like me because I thought uh, I know I know what I know and I'm going to recruit people like me because it'll be easier doesn't work 
because actually they th- they still think differently to you. They're not you. You can't clone yourself. Um, <laughs> but now it's at the Sam Project. There's seven of us on the on the on the main staff team, and we're a really diverse group of people. Um, but I think we bring we all bring just really incredible different things to the table, and it's it makes for an amazing team. So I would definitely advocate that. Don't recruit people like yourself. Yeah, because well, it's, some, it's a- some of them maybe. but it's all about respect isn't it as well it's like you can you can have different opinions it's just about respecting each other's opinions and as long as you you respect each other's opinions then you can work well together it's just a little bit harder than but you know there's there's nothing wrong with a a bit more of a challenge in in work if it if it creates great stuff you know it's a bit like when you have a child and you if you choose to be a passive parent it's probably easier when they're little, but actually you you totally, you know, you've got, you've made a rod for your own back. If you are, you know, if you're thinking actively as a parent the whole way through, the chances are as they get older, it's going to get easier. Mm. So it's, I, I sort of equate it in a similar way. It's, you know, you might have to put a little bit more thought in at the start, but actually what you can create is, you know, could be amazing. That's amazing. And Becky, just just one more question for you, because um, I think a lot of people that are going to be listening to this are business owners and they are possibly thinking, how can I broaden my horizons and go and find individuals who are not, you know, who, who... and not people that are in my comfort zone, for example, mm. whatever that may be, because you know, I'm not just talking about neuro- neurodiversity, I'm talking about also individuals who maybe on paper haven't got that degree, mm. or maybe haven't got, got some of the requirements that you're looking for, but actually you could be excluding so many amazing people. How, what would your one piece of advice be to those business owners who are thinking, I might wanna try something a little bit different a bit outside the box? businesses who engage with their communities recruit better people because people know about them I mean again if businesses are going out there and they're supporting community projects or they're or they're networking much more broadly um, or they you know they're actively going and finding out about different organizations like us if a business owner wants to come and talk to me and just chat about you know their own business and how you know how we how they could think slightly differently I would always be up for that and because we've got this beautiful cafe here we can make them a beautiful cup of coffee and some cake as well um but yeah I would definitely just plugging the cafe there and I would definitely <laughs> I think they're making some coffee in the background aren't they Becky at the moment I think I think right in the background there might be a, the occasional buzz of the coffee machine uh, which I haven't learned to use yet but I am planning to um but yeah I think it's just about you've, you've got to You've got to you've got to go out of your comfort zone and and not be afraid to sort of go out and try different things and meet people from your community, um, and actually then your community will also know you exist. I mean, there are businesses in this area because I know Worthing pretty well. Um, I mean, we've got the Adrian Worthing Business Awards this Friday, and there are certain businesses that people know because they go out of their way to engage, and and they're much more likely to recruit better because people know about them, people have heard of them, and they know that they've done different things. So I think the owners, it's, it, there's an onus on the employer themselves as well to network and to get out there just as much as there is on the potential candidate. Amazing, brilliant advice, thank you. So just to, Tanya, have you got any, any further questions to ask Becky before I do a, a roundup? 
no i think that's been fab so i'm i'm, really, I'm handing really over to you to do the, uh, really the roundup um, before <laughs> i do the round, roundup becky how can people find you um, a number of ways. So um, the sandproject.co.uk is our website. We're down in Thorn Road in Worthing uh, for Sand Bay. So come and check us out there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. So come and find Becky Tonks on LinkedIn. And so is the Sand Project. We have an Instagram account and a Facebook account. Literally, if you Google the Sand Project, you'll come across us. So just to recap all the good stuff that we have covered off today. Becky has, has advised us to follow advocates, follow people who are in, who are doing what we want to do, who are our cheerleaders and follow them, read their books. Just go and follow people who talk about neurodiversity. And if you have stopped yourself from putting yourself out there and, and going for that job interview and looking at another career, doing something different, follow those people there's people out there who are they're talking about what's going on they're talking about neurodiversity and they business owners are really starting to embrace and and looking outside the box and also as Becky said engage with your community whether you're a business owner or an individual looking for a new career engage with communities and network some amazing stuff Becky thank you ever so much yeah absolutely you've got you've got to educate yourself and you've got to not be afraid to get out there and find out what's going on and if anyone wants to come here um just come and have a coffee at the sand project and and chat to us and you know we can we can support although we have our trainees we are here for anybody who wants to come and talk to us and i can't wait to come and have a cup of coffee with you <laughs> absolutely tamsin we're looking forward to that very much and tanya you're very welcome to come and join us too Thank you. I'm a bit far away, but if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, I would absolutely love it. So, oh, thanks so much, Becky. We really appreciate you spending the time talking to us. It's been a fantastic interview. And we look forward to our listeners hearing, engaging and um, telling us what they think about it. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening. It's bye from me and bye from me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please do like and subscribe. If you want to find out more, visit Tanya at vidacoaching.co.uk or visit Tamsin at thepeoplecentricbusiness.com. We look forward to speaking to you soon.